Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. And I'm one of your other hosts, Hamish. And today we are joined by Marva, who's actually a call up from Laura Harrison's episode. How are you doing, Marva? Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm all good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, all good. We don't really know each other. This is the first time all of us meeting. You went Warwick. How do you know Laura? Is that through Warwick as well? I guess yeah, so. through Warwick. And we were in the same like dance group at Warwick together. So we became friends that way. And then we even lived together third year, actually. Oh, awesome. Oh, so what did you do at Warwick? I did politics and sociology. Um, she did politics, actually, but I don't think we had many classes together. So yeah, many just through dance, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I think we should get, get straight into it. I think let's uh, leave some of the football stuff to, to like a bit later okay, in the cool. episode, kind of leave that as the ending. But you mentioned some cool things to us, uh, like just when we're discussing the episode. And one of those is actually, let's start with dance, seeing as you mentioned yeah. Laura. So you met Laura through like dance, like a dance society at Warwick? Yeah. So there was a society, society called Echo and it was like the sort of street dance society. And my friend who was already at Warwick because I had like taken a year out before she was like the president of it at the time so when I joined I'd always done dance like street dance for ages so joined there and then Laura joined at the same time as well as well as like quite a few others who are now like my closest friends basically it's like it was where how I got my closest friends at uni really was through that because we just spent so much time together we entered competitions together there were so many rehearsals we were on the exec together, so like running classes, all that kind of thing. So it was probably my overriding memory of Warwick, actually, that dance society. Yeah. How much time does it take up like during the a, week? A lot. It was a lot. It was like ridiculous. It was like when you're in competition season, it was like a few weeks before you're rehearsing every single day after, you know, you finish your lessons. It was like, and then you had competitions on the weekend sometimes. So yeah, it, it took a lot of our time, but we loved it. So it was worth it. Is there any sort of like physical fatigue that you do from tri- like dancing every day? Because it is oh, 100%. like... 100%. Yeah, it was oh, okay. like <laughs> gruelling, especially just it's like mentally draining as well sometimes, like especially for competitions. It's like the fun bit is at the beginning when you're learning all of it and you're putting it all together and you've got these creative juices and it's like, yeah, this is so cool. And then like a few weeks into it when you're just going over the same like hand movement five times in a row for like, you know, every 30 minutes or whatever, it's just like, oh my God, but worth it in the end. Do you not risk like injury by training like every single day, like similar to like how people do a marathon, I guess? <laughs> um, I guess it's not. You do ways of like, if you're rehearsing choreography, you won't go full out every single time. So you, you know, you maintain some health and energy through that. And then you kind of like, you do a lot of stretches together, lots of warm ups together and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it's been a while. I don't even really remember how it all works, but. Do you not like dance anymore? Not really. I, I still do sometimes. Obviously, like no studios have been open for so long and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's just been difficult in itself. I did a bit of sort of online classes and stuff through lockdown, but I just have a, quite a lot of hobbies, to be honest. And I just find myself every few years drifting in and out of different ones and focusing on <laughs> different ones. So dance has taken a backseat for the last few years, but I loved it at uni. Absolutely loved it. Was it something before university? You uh... Yeah, it was big. So I... I there's a company in the UK called Zoo Nation. Um, they're sort of one of the biggest street dance companies in the UK. Um, they did like loads of the like uh, London 2012 like choreography stuff and the opening ceremony. Like they're, they're one of those. So I trained with them for quite a few years before uni and they like were pretty intense and they give you, like if you imagine how like 
like foundation lessons are with like ballet and, and tap on all of that kind of thing. It was like that equivalent, but for street dance. So you learn like all the different street dance styles, you learn the techniques, you learn the like strength and conditioning for it. It was like quite intense. It wasn't just like, hey, let's learn a routine. It was like, yeah, quite a step up. So that laid a lot of foundations basically for me. When you say street dance, yeah. what exactly what um, is that? Well, there are just loads of different styles really. So like you've got like popping and locking and house dance and crumping and like, there's just loads of different styles within street dance itself. So that's what kind of Zoo Nation did. It was like taught me loads of the foundations for all those different styles. Sorry, is that Zoo Nation or, or am I hearing something else? Yeah, Zoo Nation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were saying Zoot Nation. I'm like, what is that? No, no, no. <laughs> that's that, not, that's, that's something different. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask if, Hamish, are you ever interested in getting into dance? Actually, in in third or fourth year, I was considering like joining the Bangra Society, but then mm. I ended up joining sports societies and then didn't go to it. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I guess I put my time into one thing. I was like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I do sometimes regret it, but then I'm like, I wouldn't have had time to do it anyways. So I don't live in too much regret. But we are eventually, Aaron, we promised Akil way before lockdown that we'd go to a session to one of their classes. So our friend has a company called Jab Bangra right. Fitness. Shout out. We said that we'd attend a session, like the free trial session or whatever, but obviously covid happened yeah i don't know if that saved us or if that just basically prolonged the day that we have to inevitably go <laughs> gives you time to train now before you turn up take yeah, some online online classes oh, God. i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, I never really my parents were big dancers right but like the jive was there was their speciality oh, okay, cool. so not not street dance i remember for my year six Leavers talent. We so in yeah. my primary school we had a year six like talent show mm-hmm. for all the leavers, and me and like a few other friends are. What we did was basketball and break dancing, <laughs> and I right. don't really know why because neither of those things were. How like, do you do basketball on a talent show? We were like just skills, like just bouncing. <laughs> Basically, that age I was just bouncing the ball. <laughs> you could bounce the ball and put it through your legs. Yeah. But the thing How is, did you play basketball with your height? Like, sure, people don't. Act- Listen, I'm short too. <laughs> I play basketball. So Mate, if you, if you got the sauce, hate. you got the sauce. If you got the skill, you got the skill. You know what I mean? Be a point guard. Don't do yeah. anything else. <laughs> exactly. No, no, yeah. But it's weird thinking about it now, like why I did that. But yeah, just weird. I don't I mean, think I could do I either, think I've but. hidden away all my memories of school talent shows because it's just too embarrassing so i feel you on that one <laughs> yeah one thing about like dance i see like like even like laura post and yeah. other friends the choreography that goes into it mm-hmm. and when you see it on like in competitions and stuff I, I don't know how you can like remember all those moves have you ever had a situation where you just forgot i'm sure it must yeah forgot 100%. or like in, in or, auditions yeah. that was my biggest downfall it's why i stopped sort of being at Zoo Nation and like trying for that high level. I just, my mind would freeze if I got nervous and it was just like, it was very competitive and it was like to the, to the extent of, you know, you just knew if you made sort of one mistake, then, oh, you wouldn't be picked for that thing. So it just, it started, the pressure of it started to get to me and I just wasn't good at dealing with that. So auditions, I used to kept having brain freeze, but for like performances, I've never had that. I think just because you drill it so much that you're just, it's literally become second nature to you. You're able to like, You're able to do it in your head, even if your body didn't move. You like it's kind of automatic. Exactly, you know what the next move is. So I've never had that whilst performing, but at the end of like a class when you haven't had time to drill it, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was thinking as well, like because it's a rhythm, like you'd end up mapping it to music anyway. So like, do you know how like the certain things in rhythms, like you and Aaron, like 
I'm not comparing ours to dance, but when we learn <laughs> comps, like, like certain like logical and functional things, it's like a, it becomes a rhythm. But so like I can imagine that. But the only thing I was wondering is that you don't often. I mean, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen like people usually screw up on the actual stage and performing. For example, Britain's Got Talent. Mm. So like I was like, if you fucked up, like is it recoverable? Like like what would yeah, happen? Yeah, like, it it depends. If you're in a if you're like with one other person, or you if you're you're just doing it yourself, then easily recoverable. In a big group where everyone's really tight and it's intricate movement, you're gonna stand out. But you just have to. You got. They always teach you like you don't show it on your face. You act mm. like that was part of it, and you just carry on, and you just try not to focus on it too much, and just get back into it and get back into the routine as, as soon as possible. Basically. Well, you've mentioned like you don't do it as much now. Is it something that you would like to maybe get back into, or do you think that's kind of? Yeah, I think the thing past. for me is I really like the choreography element of it, and so I still do that myself like if there's a song that I really like I I'm just that kind of person I play it over and over again anyway I usually learn it on piano I learn it on guitar and then I choreograph to it and then I'm done with the song and I move on to the next one that's just kind of how my like brain works but um so I still choreograph now and then but that was what was so nice about uni was that and I'm definitely not like an amazing choreographer I don't have I'm not a professional dancer it was definitely a thing that I enjoyed and the most so at uni you had the avenue to like teach and I've, I've done quite a bit of teaching actually even to like kids of dance so I really like the teaching aspect but when you come back to London it's like what, what are you going to teach unless you're actually like properly training and good enough to hmm. take these classes and teach um, so unless I go back to teaching primary school kids or whatever which I used to do I doubt that's going to happen <laughs> but it's, it's cool I'd like I do some stuff like me and a friend will just choreograph together and film it and post it and that sort of thing which is nice and I might go back to lessons soon but I just don't have the time at the moment yeah that's fair Hamish do you have anything else on dance stuff no I was going to start dancing into the music topic <laughs> good segue yeah, good think, segue <laughs> yeah so one thing, what was I going to say oh shit <laughs> okay so there you oh, go segue's yeah, gone. So, <laughs> yeah so you're talking about dance and how, now we're going to try to dance around to another topic so dance usually has a background music in it of some sort mm-hmm. and here well i haven't actually caught up on this so i'm a bit like underprepared for this episode today so it says working in music and you're an artist manager yeah which sounds quite cool yeah so i i work for a sort of independent record label but they have a management company too so i don't know if you've heard of the radio station rinse fm so they're really big in sort of London uh, underground music. They brought through some like of the biggest genres, like they were instrumental with like grime and dubstep and all of that. But um, the guy who owns it, who's my boss, he owns like a separate company basically, which is a record label and a management company. And that doesn't do that just that kind of stuff. It's also got like singer songwriting stuff. So yes, yeah, so I work as an artist manager, but a lot of those people that we manage are like independent artists. So they release their music on our label too so i have to do all of the kind of record label side of it as well so rinse fm is the like the og one as well yeah yeah yeah. Like, I, I didn't know they were still about to be honest i just <laughs> they're about they're about they're doing some sick stuff yeah but that's cool it doesn't really like we have this with so many other guests like it doesn't really mm-hmm. relate to your degree much well it was actually my degree that got me in there because so i did politics and sociology and i did my dissertation in sociology and my dissertation was on like the sociology of music and i did it on um basically grime and it's like political and sociological contexts i actually got like jeremy as a participant which is pretty sick and a few wait for you for your dissertation yeah yeah jeremy was yeah so that was that was really cool and then um whilst I was doing that I was kind of asking around um like for connections and stuff trying to get interviews and it turned out my like aunt knew someone who worked at Rinse 
and then it didn't work out for the the dissertation but then when I graduated they were like do you want to like meet with them and sort of just talk so I met with that person and they then got me an interview with who's the guy who's now my boss um, and it was just for like a little internship it was like a few days a week I was still doing like tutoring stuff on the side um, and then after like three months I got the job and because it's such a like small company it was a big company in terms of because they do like events they do the radio they, so in that sense it's big but the actual like label management side was quite small so it just gave me the opportunity to kind of rise through that but it was yeah essentially through my degree that I got it that's mad. That's mad. What was the, like the actual like title of your dissertation called? It was actually I took a skeptic quote from an interview. So he said something along the lines of "I'm going to wear a hoodie and get to number one." So in classic dissertation style, it was then like colon, you know, investigation <laughs> into blah blah. But it was about like uh, grime. I think it was called like grime music and like entrepreneurialism, or I don't know something like that. I don't even know that's a word, but uh, basically just about like representations of grime music and other musical genres that were similar to it in terms of how it came about so I compared it to hip-hop I compared it to jazz in terms of how it was presented of like representation of black musicians and how that correlated with the white musicians and white audiences and then essentially how that's now led to like having like a lot of grime artists have had to do it themselves so that's when the kind of entrepreneurship stuff came into it so yeah that was kind of it no that's wicked and the job sounds like super interesting too I mean, you're going to have to say you enjoy it just in case, but like, no, I I mean, I'm assuming it's like a really enjoyable, like <laughs> it is. It's, it's something really you're passionate about. It is. And it's also, it's very like, um, I mean, the whole kind of workplace is just very like relaxed and it's, I say relaxed when you're doing a project, it's obviously like quite intense, but it's just sort of like, it's not very like corporate in the sense of like, oh, you've got these targets and you have to do this and you have to be in at this time and do that. It's just very much like when work comes up, you do it. And I've been given quite a lot of like freedom and responsibility now. So the projects that I'm heading up myself, it's kind of, obviously I get a lot of advice and help from my boss, but it's kind of up to me to just sort of view how I see fit basically and work with the budgets myself and work with what marketing and stuff like that. And just, yeah. So it's, it's quite a lot of freedom, quite a lot of just like creativity. It's pretty cool. So as an artist manager, are you like managing like a particular particular artist or like sets like a group of artists yeah so it's, it's kind of changed throughout the years so we have a number of artists on our roster um it used to be that a few of us would work across a few of the different ones together and especially when i was starting out i was just doing more of the kind of like diary stuff and like the more kind of admin stuff whereas now that i've been there uh, for a while me and my colleagues we kind of just have our own artists that we mainly work on and yeah but then it's different so we have a few artists that I focus on as both manager and label then there are like a few artists on the label who we don't manage who we just run their records not their actual management so yeah and then there are like some presenters that we manage but obviously they don't release music so it's just a, a mix of both yeah so when you manage them so you mentioned they're like scheduling like yes yeah. diary stuff and all that what what else would be involved anything you can think of essentially <laughs> it is quite all-consuming but it's I've got good people so it's good but yeah it's just like brands hit them up to collaborate you're okay sorting with them because like I said I'm working on the sort of label side of it as well so we're planning their whole timeline what they're going to release next when do they need to be in the studio when do they need to get the photographs taken when do we can do our artwork our video shoots it's just like planning all of that and just being that communicated between them and whoever else they're working with as well 
So then what's the difference between that and the like the record label side of things? Well, because we do both, it does cross over a lot. But when we've worked with artists who are on record assigned to like bigger record labels, we do more of the like communicating whilst the record label say, we've got this great photographer and we've got this person and we're going to input the music this way. And whereas as both, we also have to do like the uploading the music. We have to find all the like, get together all the the admin of all of that stuff. We have to plan out the timeline completely separately. Whereas with a record label, they would do some of that stuff too. And they'd have their own in-house people to do their marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas we would have to find those people ourselves when it's independent. Yeah, I was going to ask the generic question of <laughs> who's some of the most popular, I guess, artists that you worked with. So we worked with quite a lot of like... If you're allowed to say that. Is- yeah, I know I'm a bit like, oh, how much can we do into it? Um, <laughs> no, we've, I'll say people, just generally people I've worked with. So... Worked with Sinead Harnett, who's an R&B singer. Worked with Sasha Keeble, this young singer-songwriter called James Smith, who is really good. Oh, James Smith. I know, I've, I've got a few of his songs on like on our playlist, yeah. Yeah. If it's the same James Smith, I guess it's quite a common It's a very common, common name, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sasha Keeble was incredible too. KEB. Okay. Yeah, and then like some, not like, you know, like Heartless Crew and like some of the old school garage guys too. So yeah, a few a few different. And we've had some like presenters like Emerald Lewis. She's really cool. Does a lot of presenting stuff. Yeah, a few others I'm trying to think. But yeah. And then now the next part is a shameless Hamish question for the third wheel. Okay. Um, will we ever be able to get in touch to book in some artists? <laughs> <laughs> is that the kind of thing you'd handle? Like, yeah, say yeah if- 100%. They yeah. want to collab with a influencer, like a YouTuber, or it's, yeah, that's podcast, my life. whatever. That is my life. Yeah, you ever have to? Do you ever have to just? Would you ever like if someone like I know a random YouTuber or personal mm. Instagram was like or brand like mm. got in contact with you? Do you always have to go speak to the artist and be like, is this something you want to do, or do you sometimes just be like, nah, this isn't right? Um, mostly we'll, we'll ask just in case, even if you, it looks like they'd never been. There are some things like especially when it was uh, mainly like through rinse where I get some emails sometimes which are just like, play this song on radio. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't even have the authority to do that. So there are some requests or like c- requests for collabs that I'm looking at them and I'm like, yes, sorry, mate, like, no. But um, generally I will, I will pass them on. Uh, would it even be like features? Like if they went to yeah, make yeah, a song some, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people hit me up for, for features for like, yeah, whether it's like Sash Keeble or KEB or something. And sometimes you're like, I'm just sorry, but no. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have much like actual like contact with them, like face-to-face contact? Oh, yeah, all, all the time. It's, my life is calling them like every day and, and seeing them, yeah. Yeah, that's that's mad. That's mad. <laughs> I was going to ask Hamish if he had any rap or crap. One sec, one sec. Let me stop it. I do had like a backup. I think I just had to like finish one or two um, bars, you know. Let me just check. When we say rap though, what? It could what, be any music actually. Because yeah, I, had to make yeah. it, okay. I had to make it generic because I used to only put gram and drill in there. <laughs> but then obviously... As you know it is as well. It's like some, when you work in music, you feel like you're going to listen to so much music. But I find myself listening to so much less music generally because I'm spending so much time listening to music that I have to listen to. That it's just like that's what most of my time gets used up listening to, and then it's just like suddenly I on like a Friday I go to my new music Spotify and I'm like, oh god, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Who have I missed? <laughs> Who are these people I know nothing about now? Yeah, I've said the same about uh, podcasts. Like I used to listen yeah. to podcasts a lot, and now since I've we've been making a podcast, I don't 
listen to podcasts because I have to listen yeah. to my own podcast exactly. when I'm like editing it. So. Exactly. So would you say you're like fairly, you could pick out like fake ly- or like Hamish lyrics versus real lyrics? Would you say that this is? I mean, it depends what real lyrics you're going for. Because obviously there are some that you're just like, how did that make it into a song? So let's let's see how good your bars are as well, and then we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Usually, I keep it like I keep. It. Hopefully, you're not using any artists that Marvin manages. Yeah, no. And then Marv's like, like, "Oh crap!" crap. <laughs> of these, I don't think none of them are associated with Rinse FM. Not in this. Not in okay. this. Okay. Not in this instalment, at least. Cool. In if, previous, if, if it happens, so definitely. <laughs> Cool. So the general rules of the game. So I'm going to say a lyric and then you're both going to guess rap or crap. Depending on whether you get it right or wrong, you'll have a chance to still guess whether it's the song name or not is for like bonus points. Yeah. And that will just try and give you a bit more of a lead for into the coming rounds. There'll be a very, there's only very few rounds, so it's not going to be yeah. that long. The first one is, if I wear me a rollie, I earned it. Making sure that I feed all my people. They're the reason I grind when I'm serving. I took me some L's, but I'm learning. So I took off the L, now I'm earning. And now I need a crib fully furnished, but I got me a fully serviced. So generic. It's hard to tell. <laughs> All right. I don't know who it is, but. So what did you go for? Marva? I went for rap. And Aaron? Yeah, I went for rap too. Okay. So you're both right. <laughs> now the thing is, who do you think it is? I went Gracious by Wretch 3-2. Right. <laughs> Wretch 3-2. Oh, yeah, actually went for a song. I've just gone for Heady 1, but I've got absolutely no clue. Yeah, neither of you are right. It's Reverses by AM and Our Dads. I don't even know who that is. No. <laughs> no, I know, I know Our Dads, but yeah, that's it's not a song I am familiar with. Our Dads, as in like yeah. my dad, like our dads. No, Our Dads. So A R D A. Oh, like Art, like your Art mate. That you say yeah. like hard yeah. ads, but like yeah. it's Our Dads. All right, the next one is you thought it w- was all fun till bro asked me to ride shotgun, and then I got the job done. Cool. So what did you both go with? I went with crap. I went, I went crap too. Do you guys want to try guessing an artist then? Wait, so is um, it? What if it's crap? Then? I, think it's, I think it's Hamish featuring the boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, both, you're both right. You're both right. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to get a sneaky. <laughs> Hamish is going to be compared to some artists. It, it, was just, it was just too short. I think yeah, if you got yeah. longer, you'd given no, The thing is, yeah, time. previously I put eight bar ones in and I got Aaron because like Aaron wasn't expecting me to yeah, put, you yeah, know. Yeah. Anything that's over like Five seconds long, I'm thinking it's a rap. <laughs> <laughs> Hickory Dickory Doc. Got one eye on the roadie, one on the ops. Hickory Dickory Doc. You know. <laughs> I don't even know if you know that nursery rhyme. You know. I've gone rap. I've gone rap correct? as well. Hamish ain't going to tell us because he wants to be compared to some artist. If it's no, crap. no, this, is, this one's debatable, which is why this is why I need you to... Which means debatable. Um, like, uh, when I tell you afterwards, I don't know, maybe you'll have a disagreement. The thing is, I don't, I don't want to offend anyone by uh, picking them when that bar isn't the best. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I've done it. I've done it multiple times already. I, I don't know. I've got no clue. Who have you gone for? I've, I've gone for Justin Timberlake, True Colours, <laughs> from the movie Trolls. That's a so good answer. This is why I this. It's debatable, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the I Spy remix, but it's the parody mix by Unknown P, the singing dentist, and Man Like Hacks. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I Spy this- is okay. in the one by Kyle. No, Crept and Common. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna put Crept just as a like joke, but then I was like, that seems too offensive to someone like Crept and Conan because I actually have good bars. <laughs> but that makes sense if it's if it's Unknown P. Yeah. Next one is, hold up, take a minute, because I ain't trying to fuck your image up. 
and more than likely mess around in triple cuffs, stumble around town for your zipper up. Yeah, what was the and about? No, the and it was meant to be a comma, but I like froze, oh, okay. and then I tried to get my flow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what do you think? What were your answers, both of you? I've gone with rap. Oh, I've gone with rap too. We haven't gone. We haven't gone anything different yet. <laughs> and what was the reasoning for your rap, Marvel? I'm curious. Just because that first line, "Hold up, wait a minute." There's a Meat Mill song. I think it starts with like, "Hold up, wait a minute." Y'all thought I was finished, so that's just. But then that could be why that came to you and you wrote that bar. I think that's either the intro or like um, flexing by Meek Mill, but um, you could you could have a artist guess anyways, but it's it's not that song. So we correct. <laughs> so we are correct. Yeah, you're both correct. You're both okay. correct. I reckon it's a Drake song. I went Big Sean. Both of you are wrong. It's actually it's ASAP Rocky's verse in "Good for You" with Selena Gomez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Selena. <laughs> Which is why I said I had to you know I had to keep it quite global. But yeah, yeah. next one is I know things get hard. But girl, you got it. Girl, you got it. There you go. Can you tell by how they're looking at you I everywhere you go? Oh, I got this one. Oh. Does that mean it's Raffle Crapper and is she playing mind games with you? I've gone rap. I've gone rap. You both guessed rap and you're both right so far. Oh, wait, isn't that one? No, wait, wait. All right. Well, Aaron, you can take your guess anyways because I've gone for No Brainer by DJ Khalid. Khalid? 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 And Justin Bieber and whoever else is on that track. There's a few others on there. Quavo. Well, you're Chance wrong. Rapper. <laughs> good song check it out I like it what would you want to lock in your other guests or do you want to say a separate guess I think it's either no I think it is it's, it's either called Make You Proud or Make Me Proud it's the one Drake featuring Nicki Minaj yeah that that is the exact song <laughs> oh. I wasn't going to use it but I just felt like I know things get hard yeah. but girl you got it girl you got it <laughs> yeah. there you go banger banger alright next one is two chords with empty threats and now this prick wants to get physical when I send for you consider it lucky if it's just lyrical Oh, mm, I don't know. Look at this. this. This has been a dead day for me. What did you want? I've got crap. I want to replay. Yeah, I want to replay. Yeah, both of you were crap. Uh, both of you are right. <laughs> Honestly, this is under pressure. I, I wish I, I wish you because because you actually managed. Right, I wish you got to do one of the other ones. But oh well. So the current score is nine six because of that. Ma- because it'll make me Drake. proud by uh, Drake with Nicki Minaj so well played Marva congrats on becoming the winner of the fourth installment of Rapper Crap I can always rely on my Drake knowledge <laughs> yeah. oh man I, oh, I threw in Drake too early I should have just waited one more round <laughs> right yeah exactly no but when you mentioned party. DJ Khaled I thought I thought there was going to be Drake in your list of artists yeah and then you could have got a point there for it oh, like, I wouldn't have got Nicki I wouldn't have got Nicki Minaj though. I wouldn't have got that but no nah, no nah, fair play Staying in like the music kind of uh, topic a bit as well. Like from your Instagram, you seem a bit of a musician as well. Yeah, I like, I'm just sort of like self-taught piano guitar. So I've just been kind of like over the years just trying to get better at both of those. Obviously before lockdown, I would do like some open mics and stuff too. But like I sing, but I'm not like amazing at singing. I prefer like the songwriting side of stuff. So through lockdown, I was just trying to be, just trying to get better at producing as well. But yeah, it's not something that I'm like, you know, really pushing to like get stuff out or anything, but it's just like a cool thing to do on the yeah. side. Keeps my brain going a bit. But you say you're not like, you don't think you're a very good singer, but then to do like open mic stuff, yeah. you have to be like quite brave <laughs> to do it. In. Yeah, like I can sing, I can sing, yeah. but I'm just not like, I've never been someone who's like, I'm going to become a singer because yeah. it's like, I, I just know I'm not like technically, especially working with professional singers. Like I see the level that they're at. And I'm just like, I'm, I, I don't kid myself. I, I know where I'm at. So, but it's, it's still fun to do. And 
also when you're songwriting, you, you, you write songs that you know uh, can work for your voice. And so it's, it's kind of a bit easier. But it took me a while to like, yeah, get better at, at open mics because it can be, can be very difficult. The stuff you write, what kind of genre would you say? Um, I mean, because a lot of it I write just like on guitar or piano. So I write often acoustic. quite a few sort of, yeah, acoustic stuff. I, I, I like writing a good ballad just just for a kind of songwriting exercise. But whilst I've been producing, like starting to produce, I prefer more kind of like R&B side stuff of it. Um, but yeah, mixed with a bit of kind of acoustic. Okay, so it's quite quite varied. Yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting to see like artists and like if they they if they're listeners of the kind of music they produce yeah, or yeah. if they're just good because yeah. i imagine like if you're a, a country singer for example that's just how mm. your voice is mm-hmm. like you can't help that but maybe you're just a massive fan of r&b and you don't really like country <laughs> but i guess it depends you're probably still influenced by i don't think you just end up in a genre you completely hate you're probably influenced by it and also i think a lot of people don't like when you write your own song. I think it's different for certain pop artists, whether who don't write their own songs. Although I think that's changed a lot. I think a lot of people do. But I think when you write your own song, like when you when you write, you realise how difficult it is to even write like a, a cheesy pop song. And so you can still be very appreciative of that song, even if you wouldn't listen to it as a genre in itself. You can still be proud of that song and happy with that song and like that song because you know what's gone into it and and how difficult it is to write a cheesy pop song that resonates with a load of people and sells millions of records so yeah but then also working with artists I know that because you have to listen to it so much like people think about oh when you perform and you've performed it for years before you even get to releasing it the amount of times you need to listen to it in the mixes before it goes to mastering whilst you're in the studio whilst it's been recorded whilst you're changing it up like you listen to it so much that I've got so many eyes by the time that it's even come out they're so done with that one and they're ready for the next project so a lot of people just get sick of their own music. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Like, also, the thing working with artists, as you said, you see firsthand how hard they work. I guess I think that's something people probably brush over a lot when it comes to musicians, music artists. Probably, maybe assuming that they make a few songs and just like party all the time, kind of thing, and probably don't realize the amount of hard work that goes into it. There's a fair bit of partying as well. I won't, yeah. I won't lie. It depends on the artist. Depends on the artist. But um, no, it is. It is a lot. It's like the amount that goes into and, and seeing it as well is definitely not even just on the professional voice level, but on the, the level of how much stuff, extra stuff outside the music they have to do of just sitting there for hours in hair and makeup and, and doing photo shoots and interviews and press bits and brand stuff. It's like, it's, it's all consuming. It's so much. And it's like so much of the stuff that you don't, you wouldn't always expect to come with the music. Like if you just wanted to be a musician and a singer and then suddenly you've got like three days where you just have to be focused on like trying to put together styling mood boards and, you know, you don't care about the styling. It's like you have to be kind of uh, quite holistic in your approach. You have to be able to know what you want in all those elements of creativity as well. So it, it is quite a lot on the artist too. I was going to also mention like how you said you songwrite a bit. Could you like mm. mention to one of your artists that you're managing like, Oh yeah, I've got a written song. Do you wanna? <laughs> um, I don't because it's just a bit, you know, unprofessional. A bit weird, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's it's good because I've learned. I've honestly learned so much from being in the industry. Like we sit in a lot of the recording sessions and stuff like that, and just just learning all of that stuff has really helped with my own own stuff. And like my boss, not only is he he produces a lot as well, so I chat to him a lot. He'll he'll. And because what is good is even though I'm not, you know, in there in the studio writing for them or anything like that, but because they know I do have musical ability, they often trust my opinions on certain things. Like I'll I'll say like, 
no, I think there needs to be another chorus here or et cetera, et cetera. Like now and then that kind of stuff happens or if they send the mix over and we have to give feedback and I might say that those vocals sound too loud, that sort of thing. So I'm not, I'm in no way trying to say that I am a big part of the creative process. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to state my claim on any royalties or anything like that to any of my artists who might be listening. But um, it is quite nice that even just choosing what song they put out, we all have an input in that. So if they come with 10 songs and we need to decide what ones are going to go on the project or be released, like all of us on the team will have a say on that. And it's quite nice to know that that they trust our opinions on that. No, that's wicked. That's really nice. Yeah, I was going to tangent just a little bit back. So do you also manage like creating tour dates and everything? Yeah, sort of. So if they do a big tour, they'll have a tour manager. And they do a lot of that admin side of the actual tour stuff because there's a, a lot that goes into that but yeah if individual shows 100% we have to sort out what that day is and and be the kind of person on hand on the day along with a tour manager or along with a promoter etc so yeah we have we and the budgets and stuff we have to oversee and all of that when it comes to touring how much chaos on struggle was it for at least the individual shows that may have been booked for covid and then obviously kept yeah. being recycled because obviously we're still waiting Currently, I think all shows, at least the ones I'm going to, are September onwards. Yeah, it was it was difficult. Luckily for us, the way it panned out with some of our timelines, it wasn't too bad because a lot of them were just in the stage of having just finished recording their music and now we're going to put it out. So it wasn't like um, they just put out an album and we're ready for this big tour and then that all got cancelled. So luckily that didn't affect, at least the artists I work with personally, they didn't affect that too much. But it is just, it's just a shame. It's like, we, there were still some shows booked and it's just like it's a shame just not to, to especially for the artists that's such a big part of what they love doing is getting out there and singing to people so to not have that element of their job and just instead be doing really like you know these live streams on instagram and stuff instead it's like it's a big fall from grace yeah but hopefully it's like looking looking a lot better yeah, coming up no definitely we've we've started to book stuff in now so hopefully it all goes to plan Awesome. Yeah, I mentioned like saw on your Instagram all the music kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But also a big part on your Instagram was football. I do want to get into like the Euro 2020 yeah. kind of stuff. For those listening, we're recording this on the 15th of May. Yeah, we're in May, right? Yeah, cool. Maybe this this will be coming out like a week before Euro 2020. But first of all, like football and like particularly a topic uh, that'd be quite close to you, like women in sport and women in football mm-hmm. in particular. How did you how did you get into the sport? So in a few different ways, I mean, now I do quite a bit of sports journalism stuff and that's kind of like a second job to me now, which has been really cool, mainly just this last year. But in terms of just generally getting into football, it was just a big family thing. My brother and my older cousin, who I'm really close to, they're just big football fans. So even from a young age, I was just playing a lot of football. I was playing football with them. My brother's five and a half years older than me. My cousin's 10 years older than me. We used to go to the park and they would play 2v1. So them two versus me, which, as you can imagine, wasn't the fairest of outcomes. But yeah, it it really got me into football. Yeah, exactly. Toughened me up. And they're both huge Everton fans. So that got me into supporting Everton and us three. Just like, it's really nice. It's like our kind of bonding thing. We go to a lot of games together and all of that. And I've met other people through that, which is really nice. So yeah, I've just always been a big football fan and played football myself. And then... Just with that, just you, you cannot be a woman or girl in football without noticing the problems with being yeah. a woman or girl in football. So it was just something I started to talk about more and write about and, and yeah, kind of developed from there. Yeah. It's actually a topic that we briefly spoke about in our very first podcast episode. Yeah, I listened to that actually. Yeah. Women in sport because our, our good friend Yash was a 
was a journalist for like a women's football publication mm-hmm. at the time, I believe. But yeah, what were the difficulties kind of like breaking through into the industry as a woman? I guess in the industry, in terms of the industry side of things, I just, I never even really considered it particularly, which I do think is a symptom of just how male dominated the industry is. I actually got into the industry because there was a, a program, this this um, collective called BCOMS. So they, they're actually called the Black Collective of uh, Media and Sports. So they, they work with getting more ethnic minorities into the sports industry, but they had a program that was for sort of ethnic minorities and, and women to like these kind of like masterclass type things. And I'd already done like little bits here and there. Like I'd done some stuff with Copper 90 um, just because over the years I've just sort of like grown my following on Twitter a bit just by talking shit about Everton and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> I'm getting a bit of following. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I'd done, I'd done some stuff here and there, but through this masterclass program just gave me a better insight into the industry and. I guess just was like, oh yeah, these things exist. And I just never really thought of them because I never wanted to be like a, a news desk type sports journalist, Yeah. but seeing the kind of connections that you can get in terms of just like all these alternative media platforms that exist now, like I said, like Copper 90 and all these different types of things and just social media. And there's just a lot more kind of informal styles of reporting, which I'm drawn to more or like social and political kind of um, inspired stuff about sport, which are like, like I said, the women in football stuff. So yeah, that's how I kind of got into it really. What about like actually playing? Playing, um, I I just loved it as a kid. Um, was always like, I was one of the only girls, you know, in the playground playing and then joined, my mum took me to like this training with this good friend of mine from school, but he, yeah, it was him and just all his, everyone was a boy. So I was the only girl at this training. And then um, I think when I turned nine or 10, it was pretty early on, there were some trials for Spurs. So I went there and got in. So I played for Spurs for about three or four years. But after that, the thing with, with women in football, which I talk about quite a lot is that especially my age growing up it was kind of like there were opportunities for that sort of thing and or to try out a kind of higher level but once you realize you didn't want to be professional and you know you didn't try out for these bigger academies etc there were very very limited options for anything else even even at that level like playing for Spurs all our games were around in the middle of Hertfordshire in the middle of nowhere because it's just so yeah so underfunded there are very few clubs actually in London, which is why you also see a big um, lack of representation of ethnic minorities in the, the England women's setup. If you have a look at um, the Lionesses, their first team, you'll notice a huge difference in diversity compared to the men's team. And a lot of that is because most of the academies don't have a lot of funding. So all of their stuff is very much on the outskirts in areas that are very just kind of like white and middle class and spread out. So yeah, it, it was very hard to find a club at that age, especially if you didn't want to try out for these these big clubs. It was very hard to continue casually. Now I've picked it up again and there are a lot more like casual teams. I play for like a five-a-side team and there's like a league that we play in and there are loads of teams within that now, which is amazing. There's been a big, big boost for women's football. So that's really great. And I hope that that's spreading to the younger levels as well. But yeah, it was, it was really hard to continue as, as a kid. There was just like, so, and if you didn't have parents to drive you as well, there's just no way you were playing. So yeah, it was tough. Yeah. I think there definitely has been, especially I think the last two, three years, it's been a yeah, massive 100%. boost. Like the, 100%. even just like TV coverage of the women's game. Yeah. The Lionesses sold out Wembley, didn't they? Yeah, I was there actually. Do you follow, do you like watch the women's game much? I try, but it's, it's, you know, like you say, there's the coverage of it is, can be quite limited. Um, I think the other thing, and this is 
So there's just been this big deal with Sky, which I feel will make a big difference because what is difficult about the women's game is that now they're showing games, but there's very little like analysis, there's very little sort of general coverage. So all the kind of stuff that draws you into like the men's game and in other sports where like people don't realize how much like the stories affect you. Like if you, if you know about this player, you know that they've transferred from this club to this club, you know that last year they were injured and they've come back. And this, when you get these kind of little narratives, it hooks you in a lot more and you know each player, you know their story. And there's such, so little of that for women's football. So, and even if you're like really trying to get involved and watch it, it's like, like I watch quite a lot of like Everton women games and even with that it's very hard for me to draw any kind of like analysis and long-term like summaries because unless I watch every single game yeah over years and years it's very hard to find any analysis online any kind of stats any sort of you know summaries so that's a big downfall but that's hopefully changing with this this new Sky deal should be a big change on that yeah I'm, I'm a, a big Man United fan mm-hmm. and I know we we were actually the last yeah, just big team a to team. start a, a women's team, and we only started yeah. what two years ago. Yeah, and this week we sacked. I think Kate she Stoney. resigned. Or, yeah, she but, resigned, but yeah, due to yeah. like lack of, I think exactly. she said like lack of funding for the women's Support game, and just generally, yeah, she's had some problems. Yeah, which is awful. Um, and I th- she was doing a terrific job as well. Yeah, but no, hopefully it's. Uh, you said you're starting it up as well again, or you started getting back into it. Yeah, no, I play for a, a five-side team now. Um, I've got a football tournament tomorrow, actually. So, oh, wicked. Good luck. Yeah, so <laughs> um, and a, a lot of the uh, journalism stuff as well, like I've seen yeah. online, you you did some stuff with the FA, yeah. with the Lionesses, and mm-hmm. going to see games and covering. I saw, I mm-hmm. think, your story on the, did some FA Cup games yeah. in, like during lockdown. How's that like? That's like... Looking at it, it's like a dream to be like yeah. uh, something I'd be like. Once I realised I couldn't become a football player, or okay, well, I, I still haven't realised it, but like doing that kind of stuff, where like going to games and all that kind of stuff, is yeah. like that'd be sick. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. It was. It started from that same organisation that I did the masterclasses with. Um, they have like a partnership with Chelsea, so they've just been sending different people out into the Chelsea games to cover it. So I went to they sent me to a Chelsea Everton one, so I could cover that, and then. I was booked in for a few more, but then the F, they also have a partnership with the FA and the FA needed some people to cover the quarterfinal games. So they chose me. They sent me out to Everton Man City in the quarterfinal, which was just like, yeah. we lost, but it was still incredible <laughs> to like be paid to go and watch Everton in the quarterfinals when no one else could go and watch it. Do you know what I mean? It was just like ridiculous. So that was amazing. And then from that, I think I did quite well. So they invited me back to do the semi-final yeah didn't get the call up for the final today unfortunately but I think they weren't having anyone there so I'll take that but um (laughs) yeah have you done any like fan tv stuff I've done like a few podcasts and stuff just started my own youtube channel so I need to grow that but I'm just slowly doing that and yeah just hopefully the more of that stuff I do it just kind of snowballs a bit yeah great quick question just to clarify because I got lost in the middle so are you you're doing coverage for both women's and men's football no mainly just men's I haven't done any women's stuff actually oh, okay. yeah I, I, I like write about some stuff in terms of like women's issues in sport but I haven't actually covered much women's football okay cool so then the Everton final is when there's no an Everton final <laughs> okay. there's, there's never an Everton final <laughs> we're never good enough for a final but I went to a quarter final where we lost but it okay. was it was it was still a good experience. <laughs> 
I don't know, this season, Everton, what what did you take on Everton this season? Just the fact I was uh, taking the piss, I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't serious <laughs> in that. I don't know, probably made sound stupid as well. Basically, our season hangs in the balance of tomorrow's game and Wednesday's game. I'm actually going to Everton Wolves at Goodison um, with Copper 90, which is pretty cool um, this week. So that'll be a cool one. But yeah, we've just, we did well. And then injuries and just sort of our general style yeah. of play, we just went on a big sort of slump. And now we're like desperately hanging on to the last few games of the season to try and get Europe. But we'll see. So I remember after the first month, you know, it was looking... We were looking good. I was like, Ancelotti, Hamez. <laughs> I know. Ooh, but then Hamez has played about 20 games all season. He just gets injured every few weeks. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Do you know, I nutmegged Alex Iwobi. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> In Rome... <laughs> In 2000 and I think it was 11. I went to school with him, basically, with Alex right. Iwobi. I, I know someone else who played with him, actually. Uh, uh, there's, there goes Aaron's claim to fame, just null down. No, no, no. I'm still, I'm still claiming it. I'm still claiming it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you think Alex Iwobi remembers that well? No. Nah. If, if I saw him on the street, <laughs> we wouldn't remember who I was. I don't, I don't think so. But uh, I don't know. He might remember me. I don't know. We're still friends on Facebook, so. But uh, I, don't, I don't think he's used it. But yeah, if we, if we switch our attention to Euro 2020 or Euro 2021, I don't even know what it's... They're calling it Euro 2020. They're still calling it 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask because I was so confused. And like, I, obviously, I know that it was pushed back, but saying 2020 and 2021 is just... Yeah, I think it's just it's just for kind of like official reasons because it was like all the qualifications were for that. And there are other sort of little competitions that happened in 2021. So they just had to be, yeah. Probably all the branding as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They didn't want to change all their logos and stuff. It's a bit too much money in it. Okay, i got two two things we can do here. Two like links. Mm-hmm. So there's like a choose an England squad and then there's like predict a winner. So okay. I think let's, let's try to do an England squad. So this would actually come out after okay. the England squad has actually been. Okay. So we can see how accurate I was. It depends if you want to go with what you think will be who chosen. I want. Or yeah. who, Cause I think it might be for me. Anyway, Maybe I'll be do very a bit different. of both. I might, I might choose who I think, but I'll just say who I want in place for some of the, the people. Yeah. Then we can compare it, I guess, easier. Yeah. Okay. So goalkeeper wise. Yeah. So, so actually, interesting enough, it's been increased to, uh, so Hamish, for every like international tournament, you normally take 23, 23 mm-hmm. players. But recently, I think because of COVID, I guess, COVID, yeah. it's been increased to 26. So there's probably like a few more opportunities for some players that might not have gone. So let's go goalkeepers first. So normally, I think the standards mm-hmm. is they take three. Three, yeah. I, I think it's quite, I guess it's just if someone gets injured, and you, then you still need someone on the bench in case they you know do a stupid tackle in the game or whatever yeah I think goalkeepers is pretty predictable it's going to be Pickford Pope and Henderson I'm like say 99% sure unless any of them get injured I can't see it being anyone else no draw hot <laughs> ah, doesn't even start this is Harry's football knowledge is like 10 years old <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do also like to throw in like the occasional wind up so yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. will make the edit I'll, I'll be winding up the audience Hamish's ha- yeah. knowledge is AFTV and <laughs> <laughs> ten, oh, 10 years got, old I've got some stories about AFTV but that's for another day oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh no we need the drama we need <laughs> yeah yeah. well with your YouTube channel you can just call out Ty or DT or something and be like uh, <laughs> what are you chatting I, Get the I don't think there'd be any problem with me saying who isn't a nice person on AFTV <laughs> I think I think I can guess one obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those keepers I think I think they're the three that Southgate would choose. I would maybe give a shout to Johnston, uh, Sam Johnston. Yeah. Uh, from West Brom. I think oh, if, if is any this the West Brom keeper. Yeah, yeah. It is. Well, shout out him. He's been giving me bare points on, on thing when I put Pope <laughs> on the bench. 
Yeah, I think if any of them get injured, Johnston. Johnston yeah, yeah, he's a ex ex Man United player as well. So I've got a. He was in the youth team when Pogba and Lingard and all yeah. were breaking through. Henderson, by the way, I'm 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 a big Henderson fan as a Man United. Like I kind of want him to do well, but he had a shocker the other day. The positioning for the Salah goal, like. Oh, I can't, can't and, defend and the, it. And the, the drop for the one before. Yeah, the drop I can kind of like, okay, the positioning was like, literally, you couldn't have made it easier. I had to rewind. I didn't watch it live. I watched the highlights and I literally had to rewind it three times to be like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> can I say the West Brom one? Yeah, basically, he's been scoring mad points because like, he gets like nine saves a game minimum, yeah. As penalty saves and everything. So, yeah, when Pope got injured. I was actually out, at the um, Chelsea West Brom game, the, the 5 2. That was just incredible. It was like such a fun game to be at. It was hilarious. 5 2 who? It was 5 2 to West, West Brom, Brom against yeah. Chelsea. It was like the most unexpected game. It was hilarious. Okay, let's go into defense. I think let's start with left back, actually, because I think that's a bit easier. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll just take Shaw and Chilwell. I don't think they'll need a third. And to be honest, I don't care who starts out of either of them. I think they're pretty equal. Yeah, I, I, I've got my, like, my main eyed cap bias on, so yeah, I'd, I'd go for sure. <laughs> but to be honest, Chilwell, he's in a Champions League final. Yeah. Chelsea are doing well, and he's done well for England when I've seen him as well. And Shaw's kind of more on that comeback kind of season. So yeah. I think Southgate is going to go for Chilwell, if I'm being honest. But I'm happy, happy with either of them. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Let's do centre backs. I don't know how many centre backs are standard. Um, yeah. But we can go with like start. Let's go start. Who do you think would start? I think I think probably like four centre backs. Maybe, yeah, maybe five. All right, definitely Maguire. Yeah, I and agree definitely with Maguire. Stones. Yeah, I think I think they're the two. Hopefully, Maguire's fit. Yeah. If we're playing two at the back, yeah, them two. I think he will take Mings. I don't necessarily yeah, I agree, agree with it, but I think he's going to take Mings. I think even Konza has even had a better season than Mings, who also plays for Villa, but I don't think he's, he's definitely not going to be taken. I think so Mings could even, if he plays through at the back, I can actually, no, he won't, no, he won't, no, he won't. I don't think he will, yeah. Um, any Everton? My, any my Everton shout does? is Godfrey. I honestly really think Godfrey needs to be in that squad just for his versatility, because he literally can play, he's played in every single position across the back line for us, in both a back five and a back four. I don't think he will get chosen. They'll probably go with uh, maybe even Cody. See, I think he'll go with Cody. But he's not had a great season either. <laughs> yeah. I thought Cody recently came back from injury and he's been scoring goals again, so that's quite nice. Scoring goals? If you mean like he's got you like one <laughs> one game week, he's got you like yeah. six yeah. points. So on FPL, yeah. I, um, Cody last season and this season for doing this. I took him out for a bit, obviously. He's, he's not had a good him season. He went yeah, I know, I know but when, I, when I've had him on, he's done, he's done what I needed him to. I think it'll be between Keane and, and Cody, but even Keane isn't, because we've got quite a few centre-backs actually, Keane hasn't, had, hasn't been as regular recently, but I think he will towards the end of this, these last few games. So it depends if, are we counting Carl Walker here? What are we counting Carl Walker? No, he'll be, he'll be right back, right I say. Back. I say let's go one more centre-back and then I think, well, then it's difficult between two or three right-backs. Because I think Carl Walker goes and another two right backs. Yeah, I, I agree, but I think there might also be another centre back, to be honest. So there'll be. Okay, okay, got you. So I think so centre backs, we're, we're at Godfrey, Keane, or, or Cody. Cody. I'm going to predict Cody. I think Cody will. I don't, I don't want him. Yeah, like, I don't. Not, no Cresswell? No, he's a left back anyway. Cresswell <laughs> sure. has played like left off a back three. Back three, yeah. But um, I don't think, I don't think he'll get chosen. 
Say we have like 10 injuries or something, can they call up more people to the squad? There's like, you get reserve places. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So outside of the 26, right? Outside of 26, there's like a reserve. Yeah. The thing is, especially with 26, I just don't think they're going to be used. So it's just like... But I, I think... The thing is with this as well, I think I think Gareth definitely does have his yeah. favourites, yeah. the kind of people we choose. Right back... Okay, who's, it gets to, it's difficult. Is it is difficult. All right, Walker definitely. Yeah, I think Walker just because he can play right I think, back. And I think he'll start. I think Walker will start. He's Do you think? had a pretty good season. Yeah, he's just more experienced. I just and he's in the Champions League final. He's done well. Would you, if you were the manager, would you start him? Like it is th- up to you. I think I would. I think just defensively, he offers a little bit more than than Trent. So. But yeah, between Reese James and Trent, to be honest, I don't even, I don't mind. I think both have obviously had their ups and downs this season. Well, not even ups and downs. Trent's had his ups and downs. Reese James has come through. So it's a bit, but he's played well. So can we put them both for now and see how many spaces we have? And then Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think you take Trent yeah. every day of the week. I know he's not good defensively. Maybe not to start, but I think you just, yeah, you take him being the best, one of the best right backs in the world for the last yeah. two right. years. Yeah, I'll keep them both in. I might take James out later if I need another. If you like another striker. Well, I do. Th- I do think this is how many right backs he'll take. Yeah. My question was would have been more if he takes Kieran Trippier. Yeah, it's a tough one. Over, uh, probably reached. Actually, no, maybe over Alexander Trent. Mm-hmm. My argument for Wan Bissaka, another main yeah. eye bias. I don't think I don't think he's um like top two right backs in the Premier League or even yeah. in this England squad or top three maybe as a football player. But I think if when you get to like the semi final, if you're playing like a Mbappe or something, I'd rather Wan Bissaka there than um, any of these guys. I do feel for him. I he's like he's just in an era where there are just like our best position is right back. <laughs> I just don't know why he's not been given kind of a chance. Yeah, and it's just that kind of thing. Once you don't get a chance, and they just favour yeah. the people who. Have I think really he's, he's quite bad at the ball, and I think that's something that happened to. Uh, I think he just hasn't completely stood out either. Like he's done well, but he hasn't like stood out in the way that like Trent and James have in. in yeah. Other yeah. games. Okay, so that's defence done for now. Midfield. So this is probably this is probably the weak point I think of. Yeah, England. well, defensive midfielders, one hundred percent, is a weak point. I think given now we've got our twenty six, I'm going to put Bellingham in there. Do you want to put Bellingham in there right now? I agree right with now. you. I agree with you. If it was 23, I, I, would, I wouldn't be sure. But I think with 26 and given that, like that performance against City um, in the Champions League, yeah, I think he's got to be in there. I'd, I'd have taken him in 23 as well, but I just don't think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just, he's just so young. <laughs> All I know is that everyone's been saying that name recently. Yeah, he's 17. He's 17 and it's just like ridiculous. That, that's why you need to, I think you should always keep the young wild cards, which I'm um, like the previous managers were always afraid to do yeah. until like Sam Allardyce and Southgate, I'd say. Sam Allardyce, he had like one Sam game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but don't, Sam Allardyce was a legend, bro. You see how he went out as well? You have to rate that, you have to rate that. <laughs> he's he he's relegated for the first time. I know, as an Everton fan, I hate him. <laughs> oh yeah, he was, he was Everton. Yeah. It was the most depressing era of being an Everton fan. Oh, what was my, Jude Bellingham, Hamish, that was, I don't know if you heard, he used to play for Birmingham, but they retired his shirt when they sold him. Even though he was literally 16, 17. Yeah, like as, as in retired, as in no one else can wear his shirt number at the club again. Was he that, like he was that great? I mean, he can't have been if he was like 17, do you know what I mean? But, it, was, it was laughed at a bit at the time, but we'll, we'll yeah. see how well he turns so, out. He looks very so, promising though. 
this retiring shirt business is just is it because they're that legendary it's more of an american thing it's more they do it in america and it's usually whenever it's done it's for like if it is done in england it's done for like legends (laughs) so it was laughed at a bit that like a 16 year old yeah it's not that common other definites i think um let's do we assume they're all fit yes they're all fit henderson yeah henderson's in there i think declan rice would be my yeah definitely I think Rice starts, to be honest. I, th- I think if they're all fit, Henderson and Rice have to start. Yeah. And then maybe Phillips, if there's space. Let's put Phillips for now. I might have to. Uh, see, I'm not, I'm not sure about Phillips, but I think he'll go. I'm not sure about him, but I, one, I think just in that position, there aren't that many. Yeah. Well, we got four. Because so even, even Bellingham's a bit, even Bellingham's a bit higher up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bellingham's a bit box box. Yeah. All right. So now it gets, now it gets. So now let's, let's we're, I guess we're attacking mid, maybe. Yeah. So Mason Mount, because I think Mason he's going to play in the three. He's going to play a little bit deeper than he does for Chelsea for England. Which kind of like four four two formation or four four three or whatever? Well, are you I think they're going to play four three three. Yeah, just so that they can include Mount. I think Foden goes. Yeah, Foden one hundred percent. Sterling still. <sighs> Sterling, I'm. I'm uh, I think he goes. I think he goes. I he think he goes. goes. I'm not sure yeah. if he starts. I think he's lost his place as a starter, but he... Well, I want to add Sterling a bit later with like okay. the wingers. Do you think Lingard goes? Let's come back to him. In I think, 26. Mm, I think Grealish. Grealish and Sancho, 100%. Oh, I'll take, yeah, I'll take Grealish. But I guess, I, get, I think Mount, Foden, Grealish, that's like the conversation at the moment, kind of like who's, out of those three, who's the, the guy. Yeah, but then but, I think um, the way that Southgate's going to line up, he's going to, he's been playing Mount in the three so that he would be allowed to play both Foden and Grealish on the wings. I guess that is our that's our attacking mids, really. Uh, or yeah, those that I will guess. play. I guess yeah, well. it depends how you play. You might play. This is two CDMs, right? Just to clarify, you're yeah. playing two. CDMs. I reckon it'll be Henderson, Rice, Mount slightly up in front of them, and then it'll be like Foden, Grealish, Kane, or Foden, Sancho, Kane, or Sterling, Grealish, Kane. One of those combinations. Yeah, the other day in the group chat, people were chatting shit about Sterling and then Sterling scored that very day. I, I brought the smoke right back to the chat. Like, <laughs> we weren't chatting not- shit. Was- he ha- he's, had- he's had a... It's an off-season for him. At least the second He's half, not been on form. You and I can admit to that, but yeah. don't, don't chat shit about Sterling. I always stand by him. <laughs> okay, Sancho. Uh, I think if he was playing in the Premier League, he'd there'd be no questions he would start. Yeah, hashtag welcome Sancho. Old Trafford. Honestly, I'm, I'm so team Sancho. Whenever I see him for Dortmund, he, and because he was injured for a bit, but whenever I see him for Dortmund, yeah, no, I, I, no, I hope I want him to go. All right, who? Rashford, mean? Rashford and Kane. Rashford and Kane. I guess you, you'd say uh, Calvert Lewin as well. I think Calvert Lewin's definitely going to go. To be honest, yeah, is okay. So his. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got two spots. Two spots left. And wait, let me. I feel like I'm missing someone important. Let's should we, should we run it? So we've got the three keepers: Henson, yeah. Pope, Pickford. Left backs, we've got Chilwell, Shaw. Centre backs, Maguire, Stones, Mings, and Cody. Yeah. Right backs, Walker, Trent, and James, Reese James. Yeah. Midfield, we've got Bellingham, Henderson, Rice, Phillips, Mount. I'm going to count Mount, Foding, and Greenish yeah. in midfield as well. Okay. And then attackers, Sancho, Sterling, Rashford, Kane, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, that's 24. So two more. Wait, what do you think position wise? Keepers, thought- nah. I Defenders. thought we could go with someone like Dyer who can play either centre mid or defence and also just his experience. I don't necessarily agree with it, 
but I think that could be a shout. Oh, that's such a classic Gareth move. My other shout is between either Greenwood or Saka. Okay, I say I think Greenwood's been on form. He's been like on he's form. he's what seven goals in the last and eight games or something. Even though we have a lot of attackers, in terms of like that traditional number nine, if Kane got injured, like it's the same thing Gary Neville was saying. Yeah, if you saw that. You would you'd play Calvert Lewin possibly or Greenwood? I think. Yeah. I think Greenwood plays right wing as well. Yeah, yeah, but he—that's what I mean. He's not going to start over any of those at right wing. I think Greenwood goes as well. So if I just name call, like say the other strikers we've got here, so we have got Ollie Watkins, Tammy Abraham, Patrick Bamford, Mason Greenwood, Callum Wilson, Danny Ings. Yeah, no, I no. think Greenwood goes ahead <laughs> of all of them. Yeah, hundred percent. So should we add Greenwood? Yeah, go on. All Do right. you not think like Bamford or Watkins are you? In- worth considering in the names you're throwing up there no i think i think they deserve like all these players all of those are very similar level yeah yeah and i just i just think and like calvert lewin is still kind of a similar level as well i just think he just this season he's had he's slightly above and also just what he can bring in terms of like um height for set pieces like his head ring is and just crosses you could just chuck him on at the end of a game putting a load of crosses and he'll get on the end of them, so that's what puts him above the rest of them. But it's yeah. harder on the rest of them; they're still they're still good. But for me, I think although I think people can easily argue Bamford has had like a better season than Greenwood, or like even Ollie Watkins, I'd yeah. say the ceiling on Greenwood is a lot higher. Like yeah. he's someone you'd be playing in the next year's World Cup and all that. Similar with Jude Bellingham and players like that. Yeah, 100%. although Bellingham, I'll argue, is probably better than a lot of people. In his position. True. Oh shit, Ward Prowse. See, Ooh. this is someone who I think will go. I'm pretty sure he'll go. Do you think as well? With Phillips though as well. And Benningham. I don't know if he's done enough. I think it's harsh for him not to and then So let's let's call out our late so our midfielders. We've got okay. Smith Rowe. No, he, he's not in the list. Saka, I think Saka's Possibly. possible. Just because of his versatility. Barkley, I think, is not in there. No. no Hudson Adoy? No, he often plays the under twenty ones anyway. So yeah. Madison Barnes or the Leicesters. Well, Barnes has been injured for a while, but Madison is. I feel sorry for him. He deserves a place, but yeah, I don't think he will though. Just, he's not going to get it. Oxley Chamberlain or Curtis Jones hasn't played enough. Hasn't yes. played enough. Jones plays the under twenty ones as well. Ward Prowse possibly, possibly Deli Ali no, no Harry Winks no, not anymore. No. I don't think no. Eric Dyer, you were saying Eric Dyer maybe. Why Harry Winks not anymore? I'm curious. Like, obviously, I know that he's not good enough. For he just team, hasn't. Like, he just hasn't had a good oh. season. Yeah. Hasn't played season. much. Um, he and got called up to a few squads, didn't he? But yeah, yeah. But that was often when other people were injured. I Basically, just, yeah, Mourinho's just ruined Tottenham. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a Tottenham. Fan, right? I know all um, of those players have just been ruined. Lingard, I think, is possible. Yeah, I agree. Antonio, I don't think it's possible. No, I, I was going to ask about this one. Why not Antonio? Um, you don't think he's one of the dense people that you I want think to drag him he's, down? He's great for West Ham, but I just think there are too many people in his position in this team that get, get above him. I think he might have switched to Jamaica as well. Oh, really? Uh, maybe. I saw there was a thing of quite a few players were going to together switch to Jamaica. Yeah. But I think Holgate was even in that oh, really? article. Yeah. I don't, I know, I don't know if he will. I doubt he will, but yeah. And defenders, we got Tamori, Konsa, Cash, Target, no, Trippier. Trippier, I'm... We've got two right need, backs. You don't need four right backs at a competition. <laughs> ben White, Tarkovsky, right. Holgate, Godfrey, Keane. Again, to be fair, Tarkovsky, Keane, Hol- um, Tarkovsky, Godfrey, 
keen all probably deserve a place over mm. um Mings or Cody but then they're not gonna get it the thing is like concert I think he's had like quite a good season but it's just because he plays with Burnley I don't know if he's just getting if he's getting underlooked here or overlooked sorry you mean Aston Villa oh no did you Aston say Tukowski yeah, sorry who did you say Contra Cons- 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 oh yeah Cons- Aston Villa yeah Villa yeah alright I'm gonna say in my last spot I wanted to go to Saka yeah he's just like he's just very versatile as well like he can play in a he can play left back he can play right back he can play midfield he can play as a 10 he can play in the front three but I feel I think like if they- Arsenal were doing a little bit better yeah and also he's young so there's an excuse of not taking him mm. yeah I want Saka to go I think he's gonna take Dyer. really mm. over um Lingard and Ward Prowse possibly I think he takes Ward Prowse over Dyer, surely maybe Maybe. Do you not think Lingard's success is due to the way that people play against West Ham? <laughs> the debate we had recently. Potentially, um, but I think Lingard's also. I think Southgate likes Lingard. You know, from yeah, the, the, the I think, last. I think World if Cup. any of those any of those attacks get injured, I think Lingard gets in. But you're gonna you want to go with Dyer? <sighs> Just because he can play in centre back or centre midfield, I'm gonna go. Dyer. Can I say like I would expect Southgate to take Dyer? Like he's. Exactly. Is, is, just, is a bit like, of stuff, I just, although he didn't play one game in the last call up, even though he got called up, so maybe that's a sign he's finally coming out of favour. But see, so now we've selected Dyer. Yeah, I feel like he'd he'd take like a Greenwood. I mean, a Lingard over a Greenwood. Yeah, or a um a Will Prowse even. Mm. Why not take one less defender? But then maybe I'm like... just thinking that because like in the last few squads. People like Henderson and Grealish have been injured. Have been so that injured, means exactly. that's maybe why Will Prowse has been. And I don't, is, and I don't think Will Prowse has done enough to be like gets a spot over. Like, do you know what I mean? Some of the others. So I don't, think, I don't think Sancho was called up last time either. But that might have been he was um, injured. He was an injured. injury thing. Yeah. Basically, I'm pretty happy with whatever the 11, first eleven will be. I think there's, especially in the front three. Mm-hmm. I think like whether it's Foden, whether it's Greenwich, whether it's Sancho, whether it's Sterling, even Rashford, I'm cool. Like they're all very good. And everyone gets emotional about who gets taken, but it's just like <laughs> you can't take everyone and everyone has their favourites. And there's always reasons for, do you know what I mean? Even reasons beyond that we know, like we don't know what Southgate's tactics actually will be. And like people hate the fact that like Dyer and stuff get called up, but it's like you don't... You don't know the extent to which they need some experience in the squad. You don't know the extent to which they need leaders in the squad and how, what he's like with the younger players, et cetera, et cetera. And it's also just like a lot of them are similar level. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, Keen, like, like basic ballers, Mings, basic Cody. Ballers. They're good. Like, obviously, they're very good to be there, but it's like Maguire and Stone stand out out of all of them. Everyone else beyond that on the bench, I don't yeah. care. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like the same Henderson and Rice, Bellingham want either of them free to start, but. Whether it's Phillips on the bench or Ward Prowse, I don't care. Don't get emotional about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't need to cry about it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, let's let's name let's name the squad we've chosen. So this is what we kind of think Southgate's gonna choose rather than what yeah. we would do. So yeah. we've got Henson, Pickford, Pope as our three yeah. goalkeepers. We have let's go right back first. So we've got Trent, Walker, and Reese James. Centre backs, we've got Maguire, Stones, Mings, and Cody. And left back, got Chilwell and Shaw. Then in midfield, we've got Jordan Henderson, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, Jude Bellingham, Eric Dyer, Mason Mount, Phil Foden, and Jack Grealish. And attackers, we've got Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, Calvert Lewin, and Mason Greenwood. Yep. 
you happy with that? Yeah, I think there'll be maybe one or two changes, but I think that will be the bulk of it. Yeah, largely. Yeah, especially with if people like Anderson, Grealish are Yeah, or like, and, yeah, Dyer, I'm not too sure on, but Greenwood, I'm not too sure on, but. Yeah. It's a decent squad. It's a decent no, squad. No, no, it's a good squad. Do you think it's one that's uh, capable of winning? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. Oh, I, think, no, I, think, no, I, think, I think they're capable. Um, do you know what it is, though? I think it's Gareth Southgate. I actually, I'm going to defend my boy Gareth because I met him once and he was absolutely lovely. Oh, shit. Conflict of and, interest. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, like he did a, he did like a conference type thing with a few of us and he was honestly just like, not only just nice, but just very knowledgeable about loads of issues that like we talked about, um, like a lack of British Asians in football. And he was very knowledgeable on the topic, mm. like seemed very sincere. He spoke about like racism in football in a way that I've never heard any managers. Like it was actually like well thought out things. So I'm going to back him. I'm going to back him. I think it's, I don't, but, I don't dislike him. I think it's just, yeah, I know, so I know. It's just two cool. years ago, th- two, three years ago. Yeah. Every man wanted to wear a blue like, navy blazer yeah. <laughs> and it's just changed it's just changed wait, like wait, wait, hold on Aaron quick question for you weren't you one of the people that wanted to get rid of Southgate you're starting to doubt Southgate at a point I don't think that after like, the you thought that they should bring someone I don't I don't know my, my thing with that is just who else like everyone keeps going on about like get rid of them but I'm like who, like um, the special one the special one <laughs> no, no. the era that we're in now of international football there used to be a lot more like world-class managers in international football yeah yeah I do I do agree with that I you do don't really that. get that anymore like most people have the kind of Gareth Southgate mm. so it's like I don't know give him this tournament give him this tournament yeah yeah no, no I wouldn't I wouldn't second like but I just think I, I think it's more because I think we've got such a talented squad of players yeah. This this year and for but, the next World Cup. You know what I've realized? So the way that the route is, yeah, to for England, we play um group if you scroll down a sec, we play group F, okay? So regardless yeah, of we're if dead. we we're dead, come bro. first or second. <laughs> no, no, sorry. If we come first, we play group F. If we come second, we play I think maybe group E or someone. Do we want to come first? This is this is what we'll do now. This is kind of like we can select and it'll like fill us out for us. So instead of just like predicting who we think we're going to win, we can see. So it's actually a bit different this year because the th- it's not like top two qualify. It's, the it third was the same place as the last matters. Euros. I really Is it the same as last year as well? Yeah, it was. I hated that because Portugal didn't win a single group game oh, and yeah, ended up yeah, winning yeah. the whole thing just because they like drew some games yeah. in the group stages. Shout out to my boy, CR7. I hate that. <laughs> um, so group A, so group A, we got Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. This is quite an interesting group because. Uh, mm. Italy aren't really the force that they did once quite well were. in qualifiers. Actually, yeah. they've got um, is it Mancini now as, as their their manager? Okay, I, think, good. I think they'll do quite well. I think they'll win it. Yeah, we go for them first. Yeah, don't don't get rude about Italy, Aaron. No, I'm not getting rude because Italy are a tournament <laughs> team. To be fair to them, they do well yeah, in tournaments are. every time. Oh, second, you know Turkey have been quite good recently, but Switzerland always do like pretty well. Wales, there's been you know Ryan Giggs is uh, yeah, fucking doing his own thing like. Not, I don't know being, what he's doing. Being a prick. <laughs> that was a bit of a bad sentence. So. Yeah, uh, he's, well, you know, he's, he's manager. doing his own thing, aka <laughs> going to prison. Yeah. You, um, you know, he's manager of Wales, Hamish? Or like, yeah, like yeah, I think he's, he's a, I don't know he's if he's been suspended. Yeah, he's, he's been, been suspended. suspended oh, okay. but, so I think Wales are in the bin, to be honest. I would have given yeah. him a chance, but. Um, yeah, no. I'm going to. So you're Turkey? I don't know. Turkey have been doing well. Turkey have been doing well. I live in like um North London, like very like you, Kurdish you, Turkish. You sound area. like you're from North London, but I don't <laughs> know. <what you're> <laughs> it's like a very Turkish uh, Kurdish area. 
And so I grew up with so many like Turks who just, whenever Turkey did well on the Euros, it was just like torture. Do you know, I'll, so, I'm, I'm, back, I'm back in the Turks, you know. Go on then. Should put him second. I'll, I'll support it. I'll support yeah, it. That's because you don't want to start beef with them already. No. <laughs> I don't want to start beef with Swiss either. Or the Welsh. Should, who, what do you think for third? Switzerland? Swi- I think Switzerland and Wales. Yeah, so they're out. Okay, Group B. The beast, um, um, <laughs> Denmark, Finland, Belgium, Russia. Belgium going to win it for sure. Belgium, Belgium first. Ooh. I'd maybe go Denmark. Den- I want to say Denmark as well. Yeah. I'm thinking of the players. I can only think of like Kasper Michael at the moment. <laughs> have they, is it Denmark that's got um, Brathwaite? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they've got another striker. I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, I'd probably go Denmark. Russia did pretty well at the World Cup, didn't they? But Russia do. Um, that might be well. just because it was the World Cup <laughs> in Russia. Shade. Not shade. It's just, <laughs> no, adds, just it adds <laughs> like a, do you know what I mean? When you got like, when you got 20,000 Russians in a stadium, yeah. it's like, it's going to help you. Uh, host nations normally do pretty well yeah. in their tournaments. Um, All right. I'm, I'm, no, I think, I think Denmark. I think Denmark and Russia third. Denmark, Russia third, Finland out. Finland out, yeah. Group C, we've got Holland, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. That's a nice group, isn't it? <laughs> if you're in that group. Um, Holland? I don't know, their Aust- manager. <laughs> De Boer has been doing pretty badly with them. Um, and Van Dijk, and Van Dijk, Van Dijk said he's not playing. Is, yeah. But I still why? think, like... Wait, why did Van Dijk say he's not going to play? Just injury. His ACL. Oh. Um, let me see Austria. Right, go- Are you saying Austria would be the contenders? I think so. They're just one of those, they're like Switzerland, they're just Alaba, always in it. To be fair, I don't want to go obvious each time. So if you think that could be the yeah, little I, I think that could be the, the little shock. I'm going to go Austria first, Holland second. Ukraine. Ukraine and then North Macedonia. Yeah. Okay, this is Group D. So this is England's group. group. So England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. Do you know what? If we weren't playing Czech Republic on the first game, yeah, we yeah. should throw that game in the way that we did against Belgium that time. Because we... Winning this group does not help you. You should not win this group. <laughs> you should just not win it. I'm. Um, <sighs> I don't think we're going to play like that though. No, we won't. We'll have to. That's what I mean. It's the first game. England. Czech Thing Republic is, I can see us like losing to Scotland. You know, I can just see it. Mm. I can see fucking Scott McTominay coming in. Let's go. No, really, but we'll do England first. Right. right England first. Czech Republic second. So you think Croatia. Czech second over these two? Modric. Yeah, Mandzukic. Oh, sorry, sorry. Rakitic. Croatia for a second. Sorry. Yeah. I've got them confused. Yeah, Croatia for sure. Oh, wait. Um, Croatia, yeah. They beat us. in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And it's the first game, England-Croatia, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it's Czech Republic. Ooh, I can't not, remember. I don't mind if anyway, you want to put England second, to be honest. But that's what I mean. We should, whether we're going to throw, throw the game against Croatia, because we should. Well, let's, let's fill it out first and see who we're playing there. We can maybe all change right, it. Right. <laughs> and I'd say Scotland. I think Scotland. Third, Czech, yeah, yeah, let's, back, let's back another UK. Yeah. UK nation. Okay, Group E, we got Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. Probably Spain, Spain first, Poland second. Yeah, I think Lewandowski. Yeah. Zlatan came out and said he won't be playing Euro 2020 yeah. after coming back from international retirement just for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden third, I reckon. Well, Sweden what? could, they got Lindelof. <laughs> I'd say like Sweden, Poland, Slovakia are all kind of like a decent, similar yeah, level. Yes, Slovakia. So that could go anyway. See, Poland, we beat Poland pretty easily. They were in our group, weren't they? Yeah, but that was without Lewandowski, so. I'd maybe say Sweden second, you know? Yeah, I'll go for it. Let's do Sweden second. 
Also, Spain aren't that good at the moment either. <laughs> no, no. It's a group F. So this is the group of death. This is a tough, difficult one. I think France first. Portugal are dark horses though, again, because they their squad is better than their squad last time they won it. Their squad's actually... I think Portugal are going to qualify third. Do you know what I mean? But I think they'll still do well. Yeah, I think they'll be yeah. the best of the rest. Like Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Ruben Diaz, they might uh, Bernardo even Silva. You know? Martino. They've got like all of the... Yeah, Pedro Wolves. Neto. They basically have Wolves. <laughs> Pedro Neto, Neves. Well, Germany, they're losing their manager. I don't think Germany's yeah. team's as strong as it used to be as well. Though. No, it's not. It's not. And they, they messed up a few times in qualifiers. But I still think... Even France haven't been doing too well from like when I've been seeing like... But they're one of those Pogba who can afford to play a load of like substitutes that they wouldn't actually play. But when you look at their first team, they're, they're clear. Yeah. They're clear. <laughs> All right, let's go Portugal third, Hungary fourth. But I think Portugal could do it. Okay, so this means third place rating. So it says... Yeah, all right, pick our best. Portugal. But the thing is, Portugal are in this group. So even though they're better than these mm. other teams, they might not well, get the points get point. because... I think they will because you really only need one win and a draw to be the best of the rest. Yeah, they could, they could easily... They'll beat Hungary they'll, and they could get a draw They'll beat Hungary, from, do you know what I mean? Whereas other teams will them. just draw with others. Oh, wait, but do you have to order these as well? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Portugal first, though, still. You still think Portugal first? Okay. Mm, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Should you put Poland in there? Because they're in you a group Poland that you can get a lot of. Yeah. yeah. I'll also put it in the exact order. It's just go reverse one, two, three. So, you know, Poland, Scotland, Ukraine. Scotland. See, like Ukraine could beat North Macedonia. All these teams could get three points. I mean, they literally could get any. Yeah, you're right about Portugal, you know. I don't know. Let's just go with like. <laughs> Let's just choose the best teams. Let's, let's not worry with, about the group. Yeah, let's just go with... So would you put Poland second out of these? I'd put... Maybe Switzerland second. Poland third. Scotland. I'm really, I'm really winging this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's sure. put Scotland in because... Okay, yeah, we want them to, I want them to get through Scotland. There you go. Um, okay, round of 16. Italy, Holland. Italy. Ooh. I'm going to go speed round on this. Okay, Turkey, Denmark. Ooh... Okay. Uh, let's, let's go for it. Go for it. Belgium, Poland. Belgium, Belgium. Yeah. Austria, Portugal. 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 Croatia, Sweden. Croatia. Okay, so this could have been the game we would have had. This is what I'm saying. If we would you rather play Sweden or play Germany? So do you want to win yeah. the group or come second? You want to come second. I don't care. Throw the game. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, because the second team out of those. Wouldn't it be bad. A winnable game. Okay. France, France, Switzerland, France. France. Guessing. Spain, Scotland, Spain. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, Scotland. And then, do you know what I mean? Then England are out. Germany are free. <laughs> England, <laughs> England, Germany. No, 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 no. Believe, All right, let's, 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 put England for now. let's put England for now. Do you remember that summer when oh, everyone finally is, believed? You know, looking at oh, the we next. Paid, shit. <laughs> okay, okay. We made terrible teams. The thing is, though, now we've been saying mm -hmm. we're giving them the benefit of doubt in the first round, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then you play. But the thing is, I, beat, I think we beat Spain. That's the thing. Yeah. So I our agree. next game is England-Spain. I think we beat Spain. I agree. But I, I, yeah, yeah. I give Go us a better chance to beat in Spain. I'll do Germany though. <laughs> okay, Portugal-Turkey, Portugal, Portugal, Portugal. Italy-Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. I think Belgium. Is Roberto is Roberto Martinez still? Yeah. Belgium yeah. manager. Hmm. I think he'll take them to the semis and not the final. Okay, Croatia-France, France, France. Okay, France-Belgium. We're going, yeah. we're going France. We're going to put England in the finals. France, <laughs> and we're going to back it. We're going to say England. 
Are we? Because that's our oh, mate. I know. I, I think. think I think it might be. It. Okay. So what? Wait. What, what are we saying? Portugal, England in the semis. Are we going with our heart or our brains? Aaron, you always the do thing heart is, over. Yeah. We're not getting to the so. final. I'm sorry, we're not. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make an executive decision. I think. Decision. I think we beat. You know what? I think we beat Portugal. <laughs> But I, I still go we, back to Germany. Yeah. I don't think it'd be Germany. <laughs> I think in this hypothetical world where we beat Germany, maybe we could get to the final. We're not going to beat Germany. The thing is, Can I, I, say, if, I don't post on Insta anything, but if England win, I'll post on Insta. Yeah, I just, I both you. I mean, I look, the thing yeah, is here, France, you. England, I think France win. Yeah. But I would actually give Portugal yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. a chance against yeah. France. I still think, maybe. I think France is going to win. Hey, look, the stats say England is second most predicted. <laughs> That's because it's an English website. <laughs> okay, so wait, That's what we what, so with our heart? We're, okay, if you get, take England to France, it's still England France. France it's still France. <laughs> it's still France. So we are predicting France are going to win. Yeah. Yeah, Portugal would be my outside shot. Yeah. I think even finishing third in their group, they have a pretty yeah, good true. chance even, of getting to the final. It's true, though. What you were saying before, will they even finish on points? enough to yeah yeah but i think they could get a point out of germany or something to be fair like i think they could finish above germany to be fair yeah well, i do too in second but then that i mean can england you take, can you take a, a screenshot of round of 16 up till the final and see what then see how we do yeah so what we've uh wait do we go england we went england didn't we yeah but we'll know that we were yeah, yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> okay so france france england final can we also france see what, what it's like if germany win that England game. So if Germany win, it's Spain. Our, they're Germany. beating Spain, right? They're beating Spain. Are they beating Portugal? Do you know what? I think this semi-finals are much more interesting <laughs> without England there. Portugal, yeah. <laughs> I think Portugal Germany is a much better game. And what do you think Portugal then? I oh, know, but then that's weird. So it's like Portugal Germany, Portugal Germany yeah. and France. All those three all teams in the same group. I know. Yeah. But that's what I don't. Yeah, I don't like this new format. To be honest, I don't like it. But. But was, either way, we're going like, France for the win, right? I think so. Although I think actually Germany maybe have a chance against them just because now and then they can just pull out a, a world of a result. But yeah, just a tournament. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we do. Like I know this is a very defeatist mentality, but if England got to the got to a final and lost to a team like as good as France, you do just kind of feel like, oh, that's a shame. But it's not like yeah, it's kind of heartbreak, but it's not like heartbreak. I'm still heartbreak. celebrating. We didn't lose. You, to- you, get, you get beaten by the better team. If England lose in the final, I'll still celebrate. Okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'd celebrate. <laughs> because, nah, because, yeah, you'll be in like round, you were thinking we're going out in round of 16 or so, yeah, whereas I'm going to be no, like... No, because then you get, you get your hopes up. Do This is the sham of being a football fan, is what I've realised in the last few years. No one's ever happy because you just <laughs> yeah. get your hopes up. The moment you do better, you just get your hopes up. And there are only about three trophies to win each year. So you're just, just constantly disappointed. One thing I think we have a good chance of winning is the... Uh, golden boot so uh <laughs> great. i think i think harry kane might have a good i'd, I'd put it between harry kane and maybe lukaku yeah. um for the golden boot mbappe mbappe yeah i think france might share the goals a bit more around though yeah it's like true yeah, don't have like a, yeah a traditional mbappe. Just... mbappe could be player of the tournament though i wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't I put it past him but yeah i think yeah we'll, we'll put a screenshot of that and uh yeah, yeah share it once once the final <laughs> happens but yeah awesome i think yeah that's that's pretty much us coming to to the end of the episode what we do is as we sent you the plan beforehand so we end it with yeah. like some final questions a call out and then a shout out so mm-hmm. final question we've got for you first one is if you had your own podcast or even like a youtube channel that you think you're starting and yeah. you're inviting a guest on 
who would be that guest? Who would be the dream? So it depends whether it's in musical football. Go, go one of each. Go one of each. Music. Hmm. Do you know what? I might go with someone like like Dolly Parton or <laughs> or Carol King. Just like two incredible female songwriters who just like killed it in a time where being yeah. a woman in the music industry was tough. So I just love Dolly Parton. She's like just the best. So yeah, I'll go with with one of them. Football wise, hmm. I don't know. You know, maybe like. If I spoke Portuguese, I'd go with Richarlison just because I love him. <laughs> but I used to love Lukaku with all my heart, so I'm going to say Lukaku. Yeah, really. Big rum. Big rum. The next question is, if you had to listen to one song forever or album, what would it be? Album, and I know this is very basic, but Drake, take care. Because in all honesty, that is what I listen Jeez. to the most out of any album. But there are a lot of classics as well. Any sort of Stevie Wonder album, anything like that, I could possibly choose as well. Song though, individual song, maybe Frank Ocean thinking about you. Okay. Yeah. Go with I that. like that. The third and final question. And this is a mm-hmm. question we ask every guest, and that is what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? I'll go with there was oh this sounds so pretentious and name droppy, but um <laughs> You don't have I to was... drop names, but we <laughs> encourage <laughs> In one of like my first years working where I do, KEB invited me to the Ivan Novella Awards to go over. And just being in that environment, I felt like not the third okay, wheel, but yeah. the however many people were in the room, plus me, that wheel. That's how many yeah, yeah. wheels I felt. It was just like <laughs> like to my left of the table next to me. I just I didn't even realize I turned around and like Ed Sheeran was like just there. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? And then like everyone on the table, because KB was like, she'd been a like judge on the panel or whatever for it that year. And everyone on her table were the other like panelists from that that category. So everyone was like an esteemed songwriter, even if they weren't like that famous or anything, they were like, you know, esteemed in their in their genre. You made it, Marvin. But made I it. didn't. I was just there <laughs> as like some assistant at the time. And I was like, yeah, every, I just was looking around like, what am I doing here? So definitely that. Oh, man. I was 155th wheel or whatever it was. Ed, Ed Sheeran just became your new sponsor, shirt sponsor for Ipswich Town. Yeah, I saw that for Ipswich, yeah. I think it's his like album or his tour that's a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than just like his face, like his face, being sorry. on the shirt. That'd be funny. <laughs> But that's kind of cute as well because I know he's he's a, like a lifetime yeah. boyhood sport of them. That's that's like a dream, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you could do that for your club, that'd be pretty sick. And the next question or section is call out slash nomination. So you could basically nominate one or many people to hopefully be a guest on in the future at some point. Okay. Um, who would you like to I'll choose? I'll go with, I think she was nominated by Laura as well, but um, Artie. She is um, not only a journalist, but a DJ and a dancer. She's just killing everything right now so definitely her and also my friend um marissa who does um not from warwick but she does a load of like art stuff doing really well in like the artist game right now and her shout out is mlq art so yeah them too awesome yeah we'll tag them tag them when we release your episode and last but not least is a shout out so basically anything you want to just like plug or promote now we'll put the links to it in the show notes. So yeah, floor's yours. Yeah, so my socials are Marva, M-S-K, M-A-R-V-A, M-S-K, on Instagram and Twitter. And I, my YouTube channel that I've just started is called From um, N4 to L4. If you're interested in football content, um, then go there. Yeah, wicked. Hamish? Honestly, I have so many shout outs for this week because there's so much music dropped this week. So <laughs> I'm just going to quickly list off them and then you could go to the playlist and hopefully I'll add, add them into there. There's a gig's hardest bar freestyle. Skeletons by Bugsy Malone, Doing Too Much by Avelino and Young Fume, Slice of the Pie with P Money, 
Chop by JK, um, Sneak Bar and all that's come a long way. Warm by K Trap and there's Boy Meets World album by Dino. I think there was also one with Nicki Minaj released the album and it has like Best Ever had remix and so on. So I can't be bothered to find a name for it, but everyone will probably know it by this point anyway. So yeah, go check those out. I'm going to shout out Mason Greenwood just because I think he's going to score the winner of the Euros <laughs> in the final. Also, there was a song I heard. I was watching a compilation of him and there was a song I heard and it was a bar. It was like, a bar on Mason Greenwood. I don't know if the song, the song might have actually been called Mason Greenwood or something, but I need mm. to find it. I'll shout that and put it in the description. There's, there's a great one that uh, references Calvert-Lewin as well. Rhymes it with Newham. <laughs> Newham. <laughs> God. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. That's the end of the episode. Thanks so much, Marva, for uh, coming on. Always. No thanks for having me. Yep, nice being you as well. You too. And yeah, hope everyone else enjoyed the episode. Football might be coming home. Who knows? <laughs> Probably not. But yeah, we would uh, uh yeah, one day. We'll uh, catch you all next week. Alright, see you guys. Bye. Bye. The studio's my second home. That's why I have it in my bedroom. I really do this all on my own. The shark quarry and my brother home. He was here from the day one. And not gonna lie, he's a real one. In my team there are no fake ones. It's a fake love.